Oh, hey there, folks. This is your host, Kate Gaffney of Service from Hell. And guess what? You're off the wait list. We're coming back. In the meantime, here's a snippet of what you can expect when you join us next week. Back on the saddle, back to get in your ears talking about how terrible customers are. You'd be shocked. In the last two months, behavior has not improved. In fact, it seems to have declined. And on both the customer side and, honestly, the employee side. So uh, everybody's terrible. It's great. We're all doing really well in life. Um, Everybody gets a solid C- minus as an average coming back into the game of being kind to people. We're, we're hovering at a C in this country, so we have room for improvement. Join us for regular episodes, still dropping on Mondays, talking about the same shit, talking about the same customers. I, I keep getting asked if I'm going to run out of stories. That's a question for my guests. I haven't so far, and it I'm shocked that each week somebody tells me something I haven't heard before. I don't understand how that's possible. But some of the wildest stories that I've ever heard are coming up next week with our guest comic and podcaster Dave Stone, who has a new album out called Pack a Lunch that is very, very, very funny. And he gets into the nitty gritty. It's a bit of a longer episode. Saddle up. We've missed being in your ears. We're so grateful for all of the people that reached out. And uh, our lovely patrons over on Patreon have had a snippet of context here and there. But the last two months have been kind of crazy. Uh, I moved across the state. That's a lie. I moved across the city. But when you move in LA, it feels like, I don't know, might as well be Texas. And uh, I I won a car on a game show. Um, That happened last year, but it aired this year. And then I finally got the car in April. So the same month I was moving, I got the new car. I had to decide what to do with it because they are not free. And that could be a whole other... It's for a different podcast for another time. Uh, But yeah, that winning a car is not free. And so I sold my old car to a crook. That's a long story. And didn't know it at the time. And then uh, was moved. And then two of my really close friends got married. And I was part of their wedding. Shout out to Michelle, former guest of the podcast, who is lovely and one of my favorite humans on on the planet. Uh, so yeah, my life has been kind of chaotic for the last two months, but I finally am not living out of a suitcase that has been lovely. The last three years have been me living out of a suitcase. So this is so nice to have a closet and a room all my own with a door that shuts. I'm so grateful. So yeah, the last two months have been wild, but things are finally settling down and we have a lot of people who have been so patient who have, I've interviewed a lot of them, uh, some in December of 2022, whose episodes still have not aired and they've been so patient and just waiting, just waiting for me to edit them and get them live into your ears. So we're, we're, we're back, we're doing it. And the break was so necessary and we're so grateful and we missed talking with all of you. And we missed putting out content. So thank you all so much for reaching out and checking in. We are alive. All is well. Uh, Needed the break. Still don't have new music. My composer friend that I reached out to, also a former guest of the podcast, is so busy with her wildly successful career, I'm not even joking, that she has said yes to composing new music for the show and hasn't had time because she's barely had time to breathe because she produces comedy shows. She composes music for movies and TV shows, etc., Uh, Also, in the last two months, the writer strike happened and SAG is about to go on strike. And um, oh, oh, it is a time. It is a time. So what a time to be alive. Uh, We've gotten a lot of listener letters just about random customer service things that have happened. And 
uh, the general consensus from most of the letters is people just being like, I don't understand how everything has a tip line now. And I would agree. I was at a mic the other night and to pay for the mic to be able to go up and do your time, there was a tip line and you're going to tip, right? Because like you want to go up. So you're going to tip. It's just, it's wild. So the tipping culture is admittedly out of control. And that seems to be the general note from everyone. But I also think expectations are remain out of control from customers. If you're going to Outback Steakhouse, you can't expect Morton service. And I think that people need to manage their expectations on the customer side as well. But I also, I mean, I was just talking tonight to a friend who works in retail and who said that they just hired this crop of 20-year-olds. And she said that there has been now, I think she said something like 15 emails that have gone out that have been like, hey, you can't be taking personal phone calls in the middle of the floor of a retail experience. You also can't have your earbuds in to take those calls because you're at your job. She told me no less than 15 like emails and texts have gone out. And one girl in particular has been warned so many times that instead of addressing the behavior and dealing with customers properly whilst at her job, she just changed her hairstyle, started wearing her hair down to cover her earbuds. So I think everybody over the age of 29, we all want to rip our hair out and customer service has become abysmal. Customer expectations remain abysmal. It's a, it's a time. And I will go to my appropriately timed grave saying, if y'all didn't treat the good ones of us who were working in customer service prior to the pandemic as terribly as you did, we'd all be back in it because sometimes the money can be good and sometimes it can be flexible and sometimes it's the only option as an artist. But the problem is y'all ruined it for everybody. So y'all need to look in the mirrors that y'all have and say, hmm, is maybe the problem not that there aren't enough people willing to work, but that there aren't enough people willing to be abused? Do you think that that could be the issue? Because I think it is. I think that's what the problem is. So now the crop of, uh, I don't know if you'd even call them customer service employees. I think the crop of humans with a heartbeat and too much access to their cellular devices the crop you got now is the crop you got. So what's the old thing that they say? Uh, first you make your bed, then you lie in it. That's probably backwards. I don't care. The gist is y'all did this. You did this. You were mean to people. I literally went to Goodwill today to drop something off. And they're at this one particular Goodwill in LA. They're notoriously just horrifically cruel to everyone that walks in the door. I mean, if I had to rifle through people's garbage... I don't know that I would be in the best of moods either, but they love telling you that they're full for the day and they can't take any more donations. So I got there early today and I just looked at the girl who seemed tired and it was mm, 9.30 in the morning or 10. I forget. They had just opened. And I said to her, I was like, I hope you have a good day. And she paused and she looked up and it, she looked like a puppy from a Sarah McLaughlin commercial, just saw, like tilted her head sideways and it took her a minute and she goes, uh, oh, I hope you have a good day too. And I was like, this ain't it. 
<laughs> the abuse on both sides. We all have to look at ourselves, folks. We have to meditate more. We have to connect to the all it is and stop being terrible to each other. But don't stop too long because then I would run out of people to talk to and I'd run out of episodes. So so long as y'all keep being who y'all are, as I, my favorite thing to say is people be people. So as long as people be people and I'm going to have lots of content, but also just be nicer. It's so much easier. On the flip side of that, if you work in customer service or at a job that isn't delivering packages where you have to interface with humans, you can't wear your earbuds. And if that requires 15, 15 different types of communication and you still end up written up because you still won't listen, maybe working isn't for you. Maybe you just ride the wave of your parents' money as long as they'll let you because no employee is better than a bad one. And woo, we're really, we're really, we're really seeing it. And on that note, to end positively, I went to an auto place today because I parked incorrectly and chipped the new car that I referenced earlier. It's great. I'm doing great. It's totally fine. I'm not stressed at all. Anyway, I talked to the gentleman who greeted me as soon as I walked in. I think it's called auto... It's not AutoZone, is it? I got to think of the name of it. I'll put it in the show notes. It's in LA by the Costco off of Sepulveda. This guy named James was utterly lovely to me. And he walked me through exactly what to fix, what I accidentally did to the new car that I still haven't named and said, literally, this is exactly what they would do if you took it to a shop. The only difference is that a shop, they'd have a machine do it because the human hand has errors. He was just so patient, so thorough. And I went to him with that really annoying thing that we do with customer service people. Like, no, I went to YouTube University right before I came in here and I'm definitely an expert. So I'm going to tell you what I need and then you're just going to confirm it. So I did that. And he was like, oh, okay, cool. He's like, that's a really great start. These were just, there was a few things missing and was so patient and walked me through it, walked me to the aisle. And then color matched my car so perfectly that he said, we do not have the right paint for you here. Now my ass would have just, I have a white car. I would have just grabbed white and been like, this is it. Right. And he was like, there are over 5,000 or 500 types of white for cars. And I was like, oh, that's too many. That's too many whites. That's too many whites. And there's a lot of people that agree with just that statement that there's too many whites. Anyway. So he walked me through and he was like, we don't have that. And he said, if you want to save your money, don't get any of the things I recommended here. You can wait until you find the place that actually has the color that matches because he said that's the most important part of this process. And I loved him. And so I bought everything but the paint that they didn't have, obviously, because they didn't have it. And I just said to him, I was like, you're really nice. Thank you for this. And he was like, yeah, no problem. And there was a, I think it was, again, I think it was AutoZone, but I'm so bad at remembering. I had another really good experience during this hiatus because the car that I was trying to still sell started to crap out on the coolant. Who cares? None of this matters. But it was another person at a car supply place being super nice to me, going above and beyond and like taking time with me. And that's a job where you don't, there's not like, there's a tip opportunity if they like walk out to your car with you and like go through everything with you. Like that'd be a nice place to like throw them with 10 or whatever. But this guy just like helped me to help me. And I think that what the tip experience in every location is starting to do is puts people on the defense and makes me think like if I'm always going to be asked for money, then I'm already, I've got my armor up and I'm like, okay, well, do they deserve it? Do they earn it? But, and I like, I tip everywhere. So I had a really lovely experience with him walking me through everything. And then as I was leaving, I was like, are you a manager? And I think this dude couldn't have been more than like 25. And he was like, oh, yeah, I am. And I was like, it's really obvious you care. I said, do you really like cars? And he said, I, I do. Yeah, I like cars. 
but it was like he was in his 20s and he really gave a shit and so i'm not trying to drag i mean i did earlier but like i don't really mean to drag everyone under the age of 29 he i mean and maybe he was older but anyway he was just really lovely so i'll put the name of the place in the show notes because if you want car stuff and you live in Los Angeles, go there, ask for James. He'll probably approach you. You probably won't even have to ask for him because he'll probably just be there doing his job, happy to help. If I don't mess up the repainting once I buy the correct paint, then uh, I'm going to get back on here and be like, James, you did it. Gold star. You really, and I'm going to feel like such a freaking baller because I will have painted the mistake that I made out of my own car and I'll just feel amazing every time I look at that spot. That's the reason. Yeah. Where is this? What am I saying? Where is this going? I'm I'm out of practice. I am out of practice. Well, don't worry. For the interviews, mostly the guests do all the talking. So we're good. We're back on that train. So anyways, thank you so much, folks, for reaching out. Thank you for all of the emails and the DMs and the texts and the et cetera's. Just making sure if I was live, uh, you know, I made it. It was the most probably two of the most stressful ones I've ever had in my life. And I got through it and it was great and I feel great and I'm finally having, I have energy though I'm still drinking mm, 16 cups of coffee a day. I still have energy. So I'm really grateful. Thank you for all of your ears and thanks for all the people that have had me on their podcasts. That has been really fun too. To my lovely friend, Kyle Clark, who has been a guest on the podcast and who has a lovely podcast. He, uh, that is called This Is Rad. I've been on there a few times. He's having me back on this month and I will put that episode in the notes too. That will be really fun. Also extra special shout out to my friend Jane who started a an amazing podcast about high sensory people and it's called High Sensory People with Jane and Alicia. This podcast is so amazing and you may resonate with it. Uh, it's such, it's just so well done and they're British and they have lovely voices and they just launched. So uh, find them on Spotify, Apple, everywhere. If you're curious about it, what used to be called a highly sensitive person, if you've been called sensitive your whole life, um, they're changing the dialogue around that and they're doing research and they are coaches in that field and their podcast is lovely. And it's just the two of them chatting it up about what that means. And yeah, so they just launched. So jump over to all of the places and take a listen. You may resonate uh, and you get to listen to their accents. So mm, triple win, really. Accents count for two points. Yeah. So thanks to everybody that has had me on and yeah, let's, we're just going to keep it moving. So long as customers keep being who they are, we can just go ahead and, uh, and keep talking about it. So thank you folks so much for listening. We promise to get back on the Monday release bandwagon. And yeah, we're going to start out, like I said, next week with comic and podcast host Dave Stone. We're going to give you a little slice of what you can listen to next week at the end of this episode here. Still feel free to reach out to us at servicefromhellpodcast at gmail.com. We are long overdue for a listener letter episode. We do owe you that. We will give you that. And I don't know exactly when that will fall on the schedule, but it's a coming. We have quite a few comics coming up who have album releases, etc. So those are going to be the next handful of episodes. But if you know of anybody that works in customer service or has an interesting job that they would like to talk about, we would love to talk to them. We put it out there for three years that we wanted a sex worker and we finally got one. So I'm just putting out anybody that does any sort of weird job. I would love to hear it. So yeah, get in touch with us here directly at servicefromhellpodcast at gmail.com, like we said. And also you can hop over to Patreon. There are many tiers and that helps keep, keep us going. Shout out to our patrons who have just been with us from the jump and who have been so lovely to us. Anyway, thank you folks so much for all the support and for listening, etc. 
We're going to be back next week in your ears. We can't wait. We're so excited. We've missed being with y'all. And in the meantime, here's a little preview for next week. See y'all then. Okay, so now I think I know what you're going to say to this, uh, but no, I'm not trying to lead you. What was your least favorite of all of these jobs that you've had? I'm trying to think if there's one other than the obvious one. Okay. Um, I sold, uh, also when I was 16, I sold, I was a telemarketer. I tried to sell grave plots over the phone. Dave. Did that. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. So you don't try to convince Cherokee people. Memorial Park in Canton, Georgia, big cemetery. And then I had a script. And I thought it was great because I got to work alone. I would come in at like 6 p.m. And then my boss would leave. And I had a key. And I would just be by myself in this little uh, office um, <laughs> at the at the cemetery. What's, what are we talking about? It's another about? word than cemetery. Um, uh, mem- yeah. uh, I, uh, mortuary? I don't know. What do we yeah, call it? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, just this little freestanding house and office. And then we had like the big, you know, 30-acre cemetery. But I'd come in at 6 and as soon as I get there, he'd leave. And I had this script and then like, you know, just, I don't know where they got the phone numbers, but just, you know, pages and pages of potential customers. Hi, this is Dave from Cherokee Memorial Park. The inevitable is going to happen to us all, but click. You know, I would, I never, I worked, I did that job six months, never sold one. Not one. Didn't sell, not one. Oh, and, wow. You know, every day my boss is like, I'm like, man, I'm trying, I, you know. How did you deal with that much rejection? This must have set you up to be able to handle comedy because that's that yeah. amount of rejection in a row for six months. Like people get yeah. rejected for, to ask, if they're asking someone out for a date and it ruins them. I can't imagine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess because it wasn't necessarily personal, but at a certain point I would take it personally. I'd be like, why am I not able to do this? Yeah. Yeah. And, and eventually I would just start altering the script, you know, because I know you're going <laughs> to hang up. You know, hey, it's this day from Cherokee Memorial Park. Are you going to die soon? <laughs> We're all going to die. It's going to happen. Click. 